Welcome to the Mom Tuition Podcast, where we help ambitious moms tap into their intuition, find their purpose, and live their best life. I'm your host, Katie. Join me each week as we dive into career, business, self-development, and personal growth. Get inspired by successful moms and experts who have been in your shoes. This is your weekly dose of motivation and practical tips to unlock your true potential. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, moms? And welcome back to the Mom Tuition Podcast. I'm Katie, your host. And life update first. So Paxton is going to be 11 weeks old when this episode is released, which is tomorrow. I'm recording Thursday. And man, oh man, where does the time go in this stage? It's wild. It's like 11 weeks. (laughs) You blink and they're just like bigger, right? And something that's been on my mind is I nap with, let me rewind, I nap with Grayson every day and I usually, he naps for about two hours and I nap for about 45 minutes to an hour and then I usually start thinking of things and looking up things on my phone and there's something that I wanted to do some research on that has been just kind of niggling me a little bit and wanting more information on and that was I had listened to a podcast a few years ago um a a guy had a neuroscientist on and it was and they were talking about you know does parenting even matter and how there is this research about how we are kind of predetermined predispositioned uh, on how we are going to turn out and uh, seven and I think the the number is 70% of how we are going to turn out is determined by our genetics and 30% is influenced by our environment and so it's this whole nature nurture debate and I that just stuck with me and, and I had never actually looked it up and read the research and tried to learn more about it until now because something that's been coming up for me as I try to help moms reduce the overwhelm, reduce the stress. And I think this is a major part in releasing all of that stress is looking at this research and taking it for what it means for you. And I'll share kind of what it's done for me. But the question is, you know, does parenting even matter? And we put so much energy into molding our kids and coaching them and guiding them. And does it, you know, does it make a difference? How and what things do and what things don't make a difference? And even though there is certain research that supports this when it comes to screen time or food or discipline, you know, what, what does the science say in the long run? What it, what does it say about how a kid is going to turn out and turning out to me and, and I will kind of go into some of this research, but to me, this means that someone who is 
somewhat happy, driven, motivated, content, uh, wants the best in their life, has goals, and has great community, has friends, close with family, uh, and, you know, just kind of that well-rounded person that has passions and, yeah, and and is responsible and honest and trustworthy and loving, right? All of these values. So how much does it matter of how we parent? And, you know, there's so much debate, especially in that first year. There's so much pressure and stress from moms. And I talked about this on the last podcast of these top five stressors, struggles, And then there are these debates of the pros and cons of breast milk versus formula or breastfeeding versus bottle feeding or how I just mentioned the the effects of screen time or how much time we spend with our kids or, you know, just there's all of these questions. So let's dive in to the research and... Then I'll kind of go into a little bit more of my own thoughts and and again, how this has helped me. So the role of genetics. So there was this psychologist and geneticist, Robert Plowman, who was a professor at King's College in London. And this was his bread and butter of research. And what he what he is, is one of the leading experts in the study of identical twins. And he has kind of, you know, really focused on how DNA forms human character. So what is the likelihood that someone is going to turn out to be, quote unquote, a good person versus get into trouble, push the boundaries, risk-taking behavior versus fall in line, you know, and and stubborn, strong-willed, happy, you know, roller coaster of emotions, depressed, um, studious, curious, you know, I don't know, all of the things that think about all the things that make up human character. So uh, he was unequivocal in that parenting matters, but not in terms of determining a child's psychological outcome. Okay, so what he determined was that what's most important is that we love and care for our kids. Other things matter far less. And really, you know, what he was saying is like data shows things like where your child goes to school or whether they travel or how many books you read to them and when they're small or how hard you push them into certain activities or, you know, just um, all of these things are likely, aren't likely have much if any effect on who they fundamentally so at a character level who they become so again as I mentioned if your child is defiant or strong-willed they're almost certainly going to spend their life challenging authority whether you run your household on a strict military timetable or you know be hippy dippy in in a yurt somewhere camping you know in in nature so here's the thing 
when you think about this, and he studied 26,000 children born in England and Wales from 1994 to 1996 and really focused on those early development years. And over decades of research, he concluded that many character traits were widely as, that were widely assumed to be the result of vir- environmental factors and social conditioning like curiosity, diligence, intelligence, fastidiousness, academic inclination, and drive are in fact highly heritable, okay? So all of these things, and, and I can tell you right now, th- when you hear this, think about your own kid right now in this moment. Are they curious? Are they diligent? Are they intelligent? Are they fastidious? Are they academically inclined? Are they driven? Uh, you know, I, I think when you think about this, when your kids are really young, you can see certain traits in them from the get-go. I can tell you right now that our almost three-year-old, I keep saying two and a half, but he is quickly approaching three, Um, in just a couple months now, Um, he is curious. And even we met with his preschool teacher recently, and she she said that um, from an objective, it was kind of like validating to us. He is super curious, and that's just who he is. He wants to know why, he wants to know what, and he has been that way since he could start pointing, (laughs) I feel like. And so when you think about it, Toffer and I didn't necessarily do much to uh, cultivate that. He's two and a half, three. Uh, That's just who he is. So when you think about these things, it's interesting. Now, some people would argue intelligence, diligence, uh, you know, again, these drive, um, wanting to do well in school, um, following the rules, et cetera, um, that we can cultivate this, but this is very genetic and breakthroughs in genetic science have now proven that it's not the environment, it is genetics. So that's like interesting, right? Science and research has come so far. So, you know, when you think about all the research that talks about breast is best or that screen time leads to cognitive delays, uh, you know, we're not taking into account genetics. And genetics are this key factor in determining who we are and who we are going to become. So, you know, think about this when you're thinking about parenting right now. And some of this is, you know, we think how much influence do I as a mom, you know, as a parent, but for the sake of this podcast, as a mom, how much influence do I have on my kids doing their homework and making their bed and doing their chores? And we, you know, what we are learning is that we don't have as much influence as we think we do. And the extras, quote unquote, of parenting might not be as crucial as the basic care that we provide. And that is, that is what, you know, when you look at attachment, for example, and secure attachment, 
it's not about the bells and whistles, right? They have now studied that it is about showing up and being there and creating a safe place for your kid to come back to, to trust you. And I remember reading the uh, Raising a Secure Child in the Circle of Security and learning that most of my role is to honor Grayson or my and now Paxson's feelings and be a safe home base as they go out and explore their world on their own. And I've seen it firsthand as Grayson slowly builds up confidence outside of his little nest, if you will. And I remember especially from like one to two, uh, he would always be attached to my leg, you know, or where's mommy and mommy, mommy. And then all of a sudden, he spatially would start, you know, going out and playing off on his own for one minute or two minutes and then five minutes. And then there have been instances now, and I've referenced this on the podcast before, where I'm like, Toffer and I, he has, we're our cooking dinner or, and he goes in his bedroom by himself, shuts the door and plays. And we turn the monitor on, we're like, for like 10 minutes sometimes. Um, now he's only done that a handful of times and it was definitely before Paxton was born. But it was like, did he just go do that all by himself? And it's interesting as I've learned a, a bit about attachment, about that safe home base and creating that confidence to go and explore and in, in his own way and then come back and know that we are here for him emotionally, physically. And, you know, when I look at this research and I read it and I understand that at the end of the day, our kids' needs need to be met first. And that is the most important thing. And again, how I started out the podcast is that love, love and care are the number one things that really make a difference. So if you're worried about, it's not about maybe reading books, whether literacy in the long run, your kid is going to catch up, they're going to become literate. Maybe that's not it. Maybe it is that one-on-one time where the kid feels loved. And it's getting to know your kid, what makes them feel loved and providing that for them. That's where the the 30% makes a difference when I'm reading this, right? It's not necessarily these arbitrary things like, you know, is it nice that Grayson isn't a picky eater? Sure. It's been pretty cool. He's adventurous. Maybe he's adventurous just anyway. I mean, the kid loves food combining and, and flavor profiles already. I mean, he was dipping apples in ketchup <laughs> the other night. And I was like, what? And he just likes to, you know, try different flavors together. And I think... I'm, I don't know if it was me subscribing to, you know, Little Spoon and Tiny Organics and doing the 100 flavors. 
Maybe it is. We're going to try it on Paxton and that's going to be my own science experiment on picky eating. But I don't know that it really has to do with that. It might. It might have some influence. But I also think that a lot of that, does that really matter in the long run? That's what we need to be asking ourselves. Because whether, I don't know about you guys, but as far as picky eating goes, I also was a picky eater. And then I started to explore food a little bit more and got more adventurous when I was in college and then out of college. And now I'm way more adventurous than I ever was when I was living under the roof of my parents. So does it matter if kids are picky or not? I don't know. My nephew has eaten mac and cheese, french fries, and and cheese sticks for the most part. I'd say 90% of his diet for the last nine years. And he's doing fine, folks. He's doing just fine. He doesn't have deficiencies as far as I know from, from my brother um, and my sister-in-law. He's growing fine. I mean, does it really matter? I don't know that it does. So, you know, when we are, where I'm going with all of this and why I'm bringing this up is as far as, as far as the parenting and when we feel mom guilt over screen time and we feel mom guilt over not making these fancy lunches that we see Instagram, Instagram or TikTok moms making and we're just putting, you know, a bag of Doritos and a PB&J in their lunchbox, like, does it really matter? It, it doesn't. It doesn't. And so that's where genes matter. But the, you know, there's this quote in, in this article I'm, I'm kind of referencing, and it says, genes matter, but the house must be built on love. Even if we concede that DNA accounts for 70% of our character traits, the remaining 30% can make 100% of the difference. But it's that love part. So if love matters and everything else is just genetic, it's just going to be what it is, then why, you know, what should we be focused on and what makes a difference? And, you know, this this really comes to that idea of this rise and we're definitely doing it, the, the gentle parenting, the... Um, focusing on feelings, holding space, and, you know, kind of this child-centered parenting. You know, back in the day and even a little bit from my parents, there were moments where we were the center of attention and there were moments where it was like, I'm busy, go to your room and entertain yourself. And so for, um, I think, Paxton might be waking up. He's been asleep for almost five hours in the middle of the day. Yes. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm going to wrap this up quickly because I think this just gives you a lot to think about and I wanted to keep it short today. But ultimately, there is this rise of child center. So parenting, meaning we are spending more quality time than we ever have with our kids. We are focused on who they are, how they can be the best version of themselves, and is this making a difference? And there is a lot of studies on 
this aspect, that letting the child lead us is the most important thing is that they feel loved. That is the most important thing. And so, and a lot of times that comes with feeling safe, uh, feeling like they can trust you. And so when it comes to all these other nuances, again, that first year, is your baby a good or bad? You know, I hate those words, but like, does, does your baby sleep really well um, and sleep a lot? Or does your baby, is your baby a light sleeper and sleep less? Or do they bottle feed or breastfeed? Or do they, um, you know, do they watch a lot of TV? Do they not? It, it's not necessarily those things. It is love. And here's the kicker. Kids pick up on our stress. So the most important thing is that we, as a parent, let go of the guilt, let go of the anxiety because kids can feel it. And we focus on being just a loving parent and let everything else fall into place. Yes, it's important to have rules and boundaries. And of course, some of these nuances are awesome. But there are going to be times, months, weeks, where there's more screen time than, than you want or where maybe your experience was breastfeeding got difficult and formula feeding happened or maybe Doritos and PB&J is what your family can afford or, you know, it's not about signing our kid up for the most expensive private school or tutoring or doing all of these extra things, especially, you know, if they are interested. Now, I think it's important to expose our kids to things so that they can figure out what they like, what they don't like. And we also don't want them to be bullied. We want them to be in a thriving environment where they have community and they feel love around them. So that there is truth about that. But again, the focus is love and less on these um, kind of more objective or numerical type of things that we just, we need to let go of. Or we need to let go of the perfect parent and what that looks like. Now be your best parent and put your kid first and think about how you can create an environment where they feel safe and they feel loved. And let the, you know, the competitive anxiety of test taking or, you know, just the school stuff, the academic stuff, the, um, you know, whether a kid is um, nice to them or not. Now, overall bullying, yes, but like we're, they're going to have moments where kid, they have a conflict with a friend and those are moments for resilience and to teach them confidence in who they are and there's still a lot of room for parenting and mothering and again though I can't stress enough the importance of just a loving environment and letting the nuances go 
And so this for me was really important because I'm not going to lie. Grayson is watching, you know, a couple hours, if I'm honest, of screen time a night right now in this newborn phase. And it is like in the back of my head, I'm like, why we should be doing something better than this. It is getting darker earlier. We're about to go into daylight savings. And again, we have a newborn and it just, there's a lot going on. And I'm kind of like, you know what? The kid is outside all day for the most part. He's playing, he's imaginative, his language, you know, he, he's great. He's happy, happy, happy kid. And so um, I'm, I'm kind of letting it go and just knowing that, you know, would am I looking forward to not sitting on the couch watching Stinky and Dirty um, or Blippy for a couple hours every night? And are my husband and I excited for just like family movie night and things like that? Yes, but I'm also okay within this season right now for a few months this is what it looks like and it's not going to dictate if he is a good person or not in the long run. So, okay, I'm going to hop off and leave you with that. I if let me know what you thought of this. Um I will put the link to this particular article from today's parent. It references the studies and and um some, you know, just interesting information that you can go deeper into on your own. But I hope this is helpful because I think a lot of times we put a ton of pressure on ourselves, especially as a first-time mom, and you're doing the best that you can. And you are providing a loving environment, and you love your kids dearly. And that is all we can ask for. Alrighty, I look forward to catching up with you guys next week, and have a great rest of your day.